good morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are getting this. Good day. Good uh, day, and welcome to the Madness Continues podcast. This is your host, Brendan Lemon. Um, I wanted to say, just right off the bat, you know, Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, bon anne. Uh, have a, hope you had a good time. Hope you uh, hope you celebrated with some people, and we're uh, we're chilling out, and having a good time with all of your uh, your most loved ones. Hope you made out with somebody at midnight or more than one person. That would be pretty cool. I have to admit, uh, if you did that, more than one person, I would be a little bit impressed. If the audio sounds a little bit different right now, it's actually because it is surprise, everybody. It's uh, it is different. I'm using a different microphone, using portable equipment today, because I am uh, <laughs> I'm not at home. <laughs> I'm elsewhere. I'm out. I actually was going to take this week off and not really record something or record something late. And then I thought, you know, that doesn't sound like a good way to start out the new year. It starts out, uh, the way it starts out sets the tone for the whole year, I think. It, uh, it's, it's weird. You know what I mean? You, gotta, you have to have good energy coming into it. Some people believe in energy. I don't know if I believe in energy. Some people believe in vibrations or they believe in karma or something like this. I think that there's probably something that exists that what you put out is what you get back. So if you are an asshole, the world is going to treat you like <laughs> like an asshole. <laughs> if you're a bad person and you do bad things, I don't think you can expect like good things to happen to you. It's so weird because I think that there's a real proclivity sometimes amongst uh, poor people to think that all rich people are just assholes. And some of them are. Um, but I also think that if you have a lot of, if you, if you are, if you're creating value in the world and your time is valuable and you see your time as valuable, then you get very frustrated when people waste it. And, uh, it's very hard to be patient all the time. Um, I'll have a story about that in a second. Cause I had a crazy weekend. I just wanted to wrap up a little bit talking about my 2017 because it was really cool. I talked a little bit about it on the last podcast and, uh, maybe some of you listened to that. <laughs> maybe some of you did. Probably many of you did not. <laughs> my, I think my favorite running joke, when this podcast is successful later this year, I'm sure it will be, we're going to get a lot of more listeners. There's going to be you know thousands of people listening. And then people are really going to be like, oh, Brendan, this podcast is really cool. I appreciate what you said and did. But my, it'll get rid of my favorite running gag on this podcast, which is that nobody fucking listens to it. <laughs> it's just going to be too frustrating because somebody is actually going to listen to it. Uh, and lots of people are. And then the, that joke goes away and I have to come up with a new running gag, I guess. <laughs> um, here's the thing. I wanted to wrap up my 2017 and talk a little bit about my 2018. I think that's what I wanted to spend this time doing. Um, 2017 was amazing because I spent a lot of time with, uh, with people I, I cared about. I moved in, um, I moved in with my significant other, uh, moved into a new apartment, which was pretty amazing. I, you know, I, I spent a lot of time with comedians who I really loved and cared about as well. Uh, William Petit and I got very close. Uh, we went and did Edinburgh together. Um, and I had a lot of things that I wanted to do this year that were very important to me. The first was finish my stand-up special that I shot in October of 2016. Uh, and I finished that and then released it on uh, in February. So it's online. You can find it at brennanlemon.com, which is my website that I also launched uh, in the summertime. And I was very happy about that because 
I had had that on there for, uh, man, the pre- previous year at least, and didn't have anything set up to, um, you know, didn't have any placeholder for it. So I finally got to working with someone, uh, Meredith Cachel, who actually will be on this podcast uh, soon. And uh, she's amazing. She's a, uh, a female comedian, a comedian, and uh, very talented. And she's also an artist. And she put together my website for a nominal fee that I thought was very appropriate based on the level of professionalism and work that she did. So that was really cool. The website launched. Uh, I started really getting serious about writing Quora articles, which is where most of you come from, I think. Um, so you probably found me there and thought, this guy, he's wise. He knows about life. He knows about how to be social. He knows about how to handle his own emotions. And then you came to this podcast and we're like, this guy doesn't know shit. <laughs> this guy is a fucking monster. What was I doing ever listening to his advice? <laughs> Uh, I hope you did not have that reaction. Um, actually, writing on Cora, I should say this. I, look, none of this is going to be funny today. I, uh, you know, this is all. I think, ever, at some level, I have to be completely forthright. Doing this podcast is entirely masturbatory. I, I listen to it myself. I'm, pro- I've got to be this podcast number one listener. Uh, I just love. I'll sit on the train and listen to this all freaking commute. I'll I'll replay old episodes. I've listened to the episode with Matt Baker and John Marmish like three or four times each. That because partially the audio on that Matt Baker episode is just so sexy. Oh my god, I can't get enough of it. It's just that audio is is incredible. Uh, he sounds his voice sounds so buttery and lovely. <clears throat> it's really something uh, special. Where was I going with this? Oh, but this... So I'm going to be talking, I think, all about the stuff I did this year. Um, and maybe, hopefully, you can take something away from it. I will try to m- pull something out that... Uh, like my dick. Louis C.K. joke. Um, God damn. Okay, that's where I lose everybody, with the exception of the guys in Jamaica. I think they like that stuff. Anyway. Um, what, you know, hopefully I'll pull something out for you guys to take away that you can use in your own life uh, that'll be useful. Hopefully we'll have a couple of laughs. I know I will. I actually love, I laugh on this podcast all the time. I definitely laugh more than any audience member at this podcast. That's for sure. <laughs> See what I mean right there? None of you found that funny. I found that hilarious. I'm in danger of uh, of really just selfishly doing comedy for only myself. And I'll talk about that later, too, because I saw Chappelle's latest special, one of them, Equanimity, on uh, Netflix. And I've, I realized going to bed, I was like, man, this guy, he just gives to his audience. It's not about him at all. He just gives. He just gives and gives and gives. And uh, that's why he's so powerful. All right. Let me get back. Put the website up. I put the comedy special up. I hope uh, if you guys want to listen to it or watch it, go to brennanlemon.com and check it out or just message me on SoundCloud uh, or uh, yeah, go to SoundCloud because you probably got this from there. If you got it from iTunes, uh, go to SoundCloud, find The Madness Continues and uh, message me. I'll send you a copy Uh, or get on me, get at me on YouTube at The Madness Continues or go to Cora and send me a message at Brendan Lemon. Um. I will send you a copy. And it's pretty good. It's not bad. 30 minutes, filmed it. That's how I got Edinburgh. That was the next big thing. I had heard about this festival my whole life. I had really gotten excited about it, uh, hearing David Cross talk about it, seeing Hannibal do it in the Netflix documentary. 
And then finally, I really, really dug um, just talking with the French comedians that I knew. And they were really stoked about going and doing Edinburgh. It was very important to them. And I was like, you know what? I want to do this. I'm going to go do it too. And so finally, when I had the chance this past year, um, I booked not just one, but two venues because I... um, I really this is I'm going to I'm going to describe this on this podcast and um here's what happened. I knew I was going to do Edinburgh this year. I was like this is I'm doing it. I've got the I've got the money to do it. I have the PTO time maybe at work. Um I'm I've been doing comedy long enough. I've got the special out. I this is the next step. So, I uh I was very excited and sent out a number of different emails to venues. And the way that Edinburgh works just quickly is that if you can get a venue uh, to agree to ha- let you have a show there, you have a show. And you can go register it in the uh, Edinburgh Fringe program, be an official show. You can do all kinds of stuff like that. So it's a very open festival in that kind of way. All you have to do is find someone who will let you do the show there. <clears throat> so I did, I did the show. Uh, I sent out a bunch of emails, and uh, somebody got back to me, Greensides. And they were like, we got a venue for you. And I was like, great, let's do it. And then they sent me the contract and I signed it and sent it back. Well, like the next day, I got an email from Just the Tonic, which is a a great comedy club in the UK. A little bit like the Laugh Factory um, of the UK. Uh, My UK listeners, if you uh, disagree with that, I actually still don't really know exactly what the correct way to describe Just the Tonic is. But uh, it would be cool to hear your comments on this. Please... um, please send them. Uh, if you're on Quora, just go ahead and comment. If you're on SoundCloud, go ahead and comment. Um, anyway, so they got me and they're a better comedy club. I mean, they're, first of all, they're a comedy club. Greensides is just a a venue. And, uh, I immediately was like, yeah, I'll do this one. And then sign that contract and send it back. Now here's the thing you need to understand. These two time slots were at overlapping times. (laughs) Greensides was 11 to midnight uh, and, uh, 10, 20 PM was, uh, the just the tonic time. And they each were for an hour. So it was like either I get out at 11, 20 and then somehow run over and finish the show up at Greensides, or like, I just can't, there was no way I could do both times. So I didn't know what to do. And I thought about just not sending Greensides anything. It just ghosting them. And I thought, okay, that seems like bad karma. Uh, and also, they could maybe fuck with me in the Fringe Festival. I, I'm sure that that stuff gets around pretty quickly, and they'll just inform the official Edinburgh Fringe, yeah, this is this guy. If you see him uh, anywhere registering for a show, you need to let him know he owes us a lot of money. So I thought that was bad to do. Uh, so I went ahead and, and and finally got a hold of Green Sides and was like, uh, I'm having some issues with payment, which was true. Um, so it's I wasn't lying to them. But... The issues with payment were uh, neg- negligible next to the fact that I did not want to get, <laughs> I did not want to pay them any money <laughs> to, do, to do the show. Uh, so they were like, okay, we'll figure out another solution. Uh, let's figure this out. We'll have until the end of the week. I thought, great. So I have a couple of days to think about this. I went back to the drawing board. I talked to my good friend, William Petit. I would encourage you, by the way, to go check out the Lazy Philosopher podcast. Um, I think the last episode he did was with me on frame control, which is a great subject that we both really enjoy talking about. Uh, anyway, he uh, he and I were talking. We we're like, what the fuck are we going to do? He was, I mean, he wasn't on the hook at all. 
I was on the hook. I just was trying to figure out what the hell I'm going to do with this space. And then finally I said, you know what? I'm going to, let's see if I can open this up. I, I've always wanted to have more Chicago comedians come out to this show, um, to come out to Edinburgh. My family's from Edinburgh, Scotland. I love the city very much. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It's the world's largest performing arts festival. There's tons of venues for you to do comedy at. Even during the day, you can just go do other shows. It's wonderful. Uh, so I sent out one message on Facebook. This was in, man, February, maybe March of, of, uh, of 2017. I just said, hey, look, if you wanted, I've got this venue. Let me know if you want to do it. I put up an online form, and I got a lot of people to uh, to sign up. I was really surprised, actually. Um, and the the deal was pretty simple. I just said, I've I'm paying for the venue. Uh, all you got to do is show up. Uh, I'm requiring a hundred dollar deposit to hold your space for time for the week. It's non refundable if you do not show up to do the show. I'm gonna keep it if you uh, don't show up to do the show. Um, but on the 15th of September, which is the month after the Fringe Festival, everybody gets their $100 deposit back. And if we make any money on the show after I break even, uh, then I will uh, reimburse or I'll, I'll distribute that for anybody who's on the show. Um, I was really surprised with how many people showed up. So that's the secret. So if anybody's listening to this from the Chicago scene, it kind of seems like over here I just pulled the show out of thin air. But... I was in a bad, I had a bad situation. If I had not paid Greensides, uh, I would have had to back out of the contract and the contract would have cost me, the backing out would have cost me um, almost $1,500 to begin with. Uh, And if I had paid the full venue fee, which I ended up doing, but didn't have a show, it would have been, you know, three times, four times that amount almost. And... I didn't have, but I couldn't do the show myself. Otherwise, I would have just, I'd have been like, fuck it, I'll do two shows a day, I don't care. Uh, which would have, by the way, been insane. Uh, just FYI. It's, Edinburgh is just nuts, and that would have been a Herculean effort. But just to get back to the, the point here, I was in a bad spot. I, I could have backed out cold. That would have been bad karma. They might have kicked me out of the fringe. Um, it would have gotten back to me in one way or another. But all these comedians, 15 comics uh, from Chicago, paid the fee, um, got on board with coming out there, um, and we did it. We, we got 15 comics come out for the month um, uh, for, for different points. That is what I might be most proud of this entire year. That was really fucking cool. And it was cool not just to arrange it and make it happen, but it was cool to be caught in such a tight spot and to end up creating so much value from it. Everybody who came out had a great time. Everybody had great sets. Uh, people had good sets. They had bad sets. Everybody had a good time, uh, so far as I know. And for me, it taught me something very powerful. And I think that hopefully you can take this away into your own life, is that if you just trust yourself, if you're just committed to having positive outcomes and, and, you're, and you really have that as a value and you want everybody to take positive outcomes away from the things that you're doing, um, you can turn a bad situation into a very good one for a lot of people. And you you, you don't have to... The more, I think, accountability you take, um, the more agency and control you try to have over that situation, and the more you can create it into an opportunity, the man, the way more successful you're going to be in your life. And uh, I think I think that you don't necessarily have to pull all the strings. Like, I didn't make all the comedians... I didn't, you know, t- buy their tickets. I didn't, uh, I didn't get them places to stay. I just had the venue, and I was like, "If you guys, you can come over here, um, 
you you know I'll work with you a little bit and there were there was a couple of comedians who I knew I wanted badly badly enough that I was like I not only do you not have to pay me a deposit we'll fi- I will help figure out how to get you out here cuz I had I, you know the means this year I think that's the other thing to say is that this year was big because I did a lot of comedy went on tour with uh John Norman, Corey Wood, Matt Kennedy and Tristan Smith who are comedians who most of you do not know uh, they're Midwest comedians in the United States. Uh, two of them are from, uh, one's from Texas, one's from Alabama. Matt Kennedy is insane. Uh, Tristan A. Smith. I'm not sure exactly where Tristan is from, but they're all very, very funny comics. And we had a sold out great show in Omaha. Uh, and then the next day we had one of the worst shows I've ever done in my entire 15 years doing stand-up comedy in Davenport. Woo, that was the, uh, heater turning on here. <laughs> this tiny little place that I'm in. You can hear it. It's just great banging and cracking along because it's uh it's negative six degrees out in chicago uh it's by the way that's negative six fahrenheit it's like negative 21 i think uh celsius anyway where was i going with this so i had built up i had quite a bit of of money kind of saved up from having uh, worked very hard in the last years that really started to come back and uh, i had the means to actually make that show happen and make the tour happen I filmed the whole tour. We don't have anything with it yet, which but we do need to do something with it. I have to do that. That's a 2018, early 2018 project to finish. Um, but I came back and I started headlining shows in Chicago because I'd done this big Edinburgh thing and I just, I was just so used to being on stage. I was like, man, this shit doesn't scare me anymore. Not that it ever really did, but it was almost to another level where I just was so comfortable after being on stage every day for an hour for 28 days. I was like, this doesn't even, come on, like bring you know bring it on um so i i was headlining i started headlining shows in chicago that i was very grateful for um and that changed the relationship of me to comedy in the city too uh there really was a lot there were a lot of i think wins that took place i flew out to new york to see william petit stayed with him for a few days uh to see the city met a ton of famous comedians who i i'm big i'm a, a big fan of gary goleman um and jeff ross Rich Voss, uh, just to name a few of them. Uh, those guys are unbelievable. And the, I mean, just meeting them in person was such a huge, I mean, it was like mine was just totally blown because they're real. They're just real people. And you see them and uh, you realize there's very little difference between you and the people you admire, I mean, you're just both people, and uh, they are just simply in a different position, done a few different things. Like uh, they're they're still affected by insecurities and and other feelings that they have. They're not they have no special status, you know. They're not like greater than human beings. That was the biggest point that resonated with me when I met Ray Dalio. Uh, that was a big deal. I met James Altucher, hung out with him a lot. Uh, he's good friends with William Petit and, uh, went to the Soho house in New York and spent a lot of time with him. And, uh, he's one of the coolest guys. He's super cool. However cool he is on Quora or on his podcast, he's even cooler in real life and very intelligent, very generous with his time. Um, has great, I mean, really great conversations is clearly very intelligent, good at thinking about deals. I can see why he's, you know, as successful as he is. Um, but just to get back, I, meeting Ray Dalio was another win this year. And it was amazing because he, when you meet him, it's just very clear that you're like, man, I can see why this guy was so successful. He's tall. He's confident. He's got a very commanding voice that I think he's developed probably um, specifically for that reason over time um, to feel commanding and in charge. 
But also, he's just a, a, a dude. He's just a guy. And when he was first talking with James on his podcast, he was a little bit rattled. And he, it was interesting to see that happen. He's a guy who is uh, as fallible as anybody else. There's no special status he has. You could be as successful as Ray Dalio. Go figure out how to run a hedge fund with, uh, you know, more successfully than Ray, and uh, you're more successful than him. That's it. That is all it takes. That literally is all it takes. Um, it, you have to only all you have to do is be one percent more successful or one percent more effective than the most successful and effective person in the thing you're choosing to do, and now you're the most successful person you're choosing to do. The fact that you're not famous yet for it already is incidental. That's 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 what hit me. I think this year, seeing a lot of people do comedy live who I was really big fans of, and they're good. I mean, do not get me wrong. They're fucking good. They deserve the, you know, the, the fame and the attention uh, and the notoriety that they have, but they're not better than they are. They're not better than the ability to do it. So I think about that. I don't know what your plans are this year. Um, I hope they're good. I hope you are uh, planning to do some really cool shit this year, but think about that like there's no reason why um there's just no reason why you should not be as successful as you want to be um just do it just find out how to do it and then do it and then basically that's Ray's whole idea that's that's Ray Dalio's entire concept and principles go figure out the thing you want to do and work toward doing it fail learn evolve and then continue and he has the the loop analogy but he really took that from Joseph Campbell um, whose concept was basically the same. You you hit an obstacle, you fall into the pit, you learn, you get a tool, you learn how to overcome the obstacle, you go back to the obstacle, you overcome it, you move on. And um, by the way, George Leonard, who wrote a book called Mastery, says the same thing. So I think that's the biggest lesson I'm taking in 2018. I'm not done yet, though, because at the end of the year, I helped uh, produce a web series that hopefully will be released um, in the next few months. Uh, with a guy named Tyler Ross uh, here in um, Chicago. I worked with another guy named Jake Goldberg. I would encourage you, by the way, to please Google any of these people. Uh, Jake Goldberg has a channel on YouTube called Red Panda Gamer, and he is a very talented, uh, basically, video guy, uh, editor, um, cinematographer, DP, even director. He's a He's a very, very talented man who has a lot of really, really, I mean, almost magical knowledge of how to make stuff look phenomenal. He uh, He's done a little bit of work for me in the past, or with, with me, I should say, for me and with me. And uh, he's just been fantastic. So I would encourage you to check his channel out, too. It's very cool. Um, this 2017 was just a unique year. I started this podcast. Uh, they say if you go 13 episodes, you are then you're going to be a real podcast. Meaning, moving forward, you're you're going to continue doing it. The biggest lesson I learned, and I want to share this with everybody, is that all of these things have really humble beginnings. Um, I'm not a famous guy yet. I'm going to be. Um, I promise you that. And if you're here at the beginning, I want to know who you are. I, I really do. I, I, I'm going to be that since I uh, say that sincerely. I don't know if anybody's really going to listen. Some of these episodes in which I'm just <laughs> ranting <laughs> have just, they have very, I don't want to say very low, but they have, you know, lower uh, listens because I think that people want it. They want to hear the interview. They go, oh, yeah, I want to hear John Marmish. I want to hear, you know, about your buddy who made a movie. I want to hear Chanel Preston. Uh, you probably want to watch her, actually. <laughs> Uh, we'll do that interview soon. 
Um, but if you're listening, I want to know who you are. Uh, send me a message. Get to get to know me. And then this next year, I'm going to work on a TV show. We're going to be on a late night show. Uh, w- you know, the star is rising. I'm going to get this podcast is going to have some really amazing guests and everything in our humble beginnings. I'm not afraid to say those things now because this past year, I would make commitments to myself and make them publicly. And and really, until this past year, I was reluctant to do a lot of that. Uh, I think I was reluctant to fail. I was re- reluctant to fail publicly. And I think the lessons of this year are don't be afraid. I was talking with William Petit recently. And I mean, that guy is magical in the sense that he everything he said he wanted to do and was going to happen this year happened. He did it. He went and did it. And when we were talking, he said, that's not just me, man. That's you, too. You wanted to move in, uh, you know, with uh, with your lady. You did. You wanted to go to Edinburgh, and you did. Uh, you wanted to release your comedy special and put your website together. You did. Uh, you wanted to help produce a web series in Chicago. You did. And uh, he's like, the next steps, you know, all these comedians, you wanted to meet all these famous people. You know, people who are creative and influential. It's not about the fame. I don't give a shit about that. I just want to work on cool projects with cool people and do cool stuff and things that excite me and interest me and create good art and uh, and work with people who are positive and, and supportive and, and I want to ha- be positive and support them. And uh, all of those things happen this year. And I'm not afraid to say in the next year all of those things are going to happen again. I'm going to call the shots and, and work them out. And I would encourage you to do the same. So please... Let me know who you are. You know, I want to know my audience and if people are (laughs) all eight of you. (laughs) You know, these things have humble beginnings. I started this podcast and basically told myself I could sit down like Bill Burr and rant into a microphone for 45 minutes. And if I have a person I want to talk to, this will give me a good opportunity to actually speak with them. Uh, I wanted to talk to John Marmish because I loved his book. And uh, he's a philosopher interested in humor and nihilism and meaning in life. I'm a guy who's in the same boat. Uh, I wanted to talk to Michael Taylor because he's a behavioral economist, 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 Jesus, economist, who's got very interesting feelings about the upcoming aspirational economy. Um, And I did. Um, Chanel Preston has a great podcast called Sex Think, where she recently referenced the myth of male power by Warren Farrell uh, and has been talking uh, about... Basically, the things that the whole world has been talking about, I think, but from a very unique perspective in the world of, you know, basically porn and sex work. And um, and she's doing it very intelligently. And I, I cannot wait to have that conversation because she's going to have a unique perspective. You know, I'm going to be talking with a lot of interesting people like that and having it on record and uh, having the conversation together, I think, is going to be a great opportunity to do that. I That's why I started this podcast. And... This this and Edinburgh and everything else that I wanted to do has had a very humble beginning. I just want to get up on stage and tell jokes. Okay, now we're touring the country doing shows. You know, I mean, <laughs> though I complain about it, Lacrosse, Wisconsin, which was a great show, one of the best shows I've, I've had, you know, Edinburgh, Scotland. All of these things I'm just very excited and happy about, and I'm not afraid to say these are the things that are going to happen in the next year. And if uh, I fail at them, I'm going to pick myself up, evolve over them, get back to it, and make it happen. Um, and if you have a project you want to work on and there's anything I can do to help that happen, you you send me a message. We'll, we'll Whatever I can do, introduce you to the people, send you to the right direction, I'm going to try to make that happen too. So 2018 is going to be very interesting. 
this is going to be a shorter podcast today. Uh, I've got a lot <laughs> going on, and it's still kind of a vacation, but please get at me. Uh, I love you guys very much, all of you listeners. Be well. Uh, have a great beginning to the year. And meanwhile, the madness continues.